Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Okay, we're still in Matthew. We're still in the ninth chapter. But we're looking at a little cross-reference here uh, related to uh, the healing of uh, Jairus' daughter and the woman with the issue of blood. And we've looked at the Matthew 9 account, the Mark 5 account. Now in Luke chapter 8, verses 40 through 56, also has an account of this. And all of these are important because they show us truths. And when you put them all together, you can get an idea of the flow of everything. So here's Luke 8, verse 40. And as Jesus returned, the people welcomed him, for they had all been waiting for him. Well, when Jesus returned from where? Well, we saw yesterday in Mark 5 that it says that Jesus crossed over in the boat to the other side of the lake. To the other side. Well, where, where had he been? <laughs> Remember, I think it goes all the way back here to the Gadarene demoniac thing. They'd ask him to leave. He left. He goes to the other side of the lake. He has some encounters. He leaves from there. He crosses back over. And here now, the people who had asked him to leave had been waiting for him. Why? I think because of that one man that had been set free, that went through the entire Decapolis, the one demoniac that no more demons were in him, had been proclaiming the wonder and the glory of God. So anyway, we'll press on verse 41. And there came a man named Jairus, and he was an official of the synagogue. And he fell at Jesus' feet and began to implore him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. But as he went, the crowds were pressing against Jesus. So we see basically the same thing we've seen before, but we get a little more detail. At the very beginning here, we find out she's 12 years old. That's never mentioned in Matthew. The woman with the blood, we're about to see, she's been suffering for this 12 years. There's something significant about this, and I don't know exactly what all it is. I think there's more here than what we see. Okay, We know that this guy's a synagogue official, and he has one daughter, and this is her. So for 12 years, he's had her, and now she's dying. Here's the woman who for 12 years has been hemorrhaging, who would not have been allowed in the synagogue because of her unclean state. For 12 years, she would not have been a part of the people of the Lord. Something about that. And there's even more, I don't know. I'll tell you more than I know, okay? I heard a great teaching years ago that I can't remember. I don't remember who did it or what it was. But there's something tied into this with what happened uh, upon the land there 12 years before this time with the Roman army and, and Jerusalem, some things that occurred right here, that very well uh, this woman might have gone through some horrific things at the hand of Roman soldiers that brought about the state of affairs in her life. Okay? I'll just leave it like that. So verse 43, And a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him and touched the fringe of Jesus' cloak. And immediately her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, Who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding in and pressing on you. So this right here was a, sort of a, a tense confrontational thing, even from Jesus' point of view. Because we saw earlier that the people were pressing in. We saw that in Mark. We saw that the disciples said, hey, everybody's pressing in on you. Everybody's touching you. Here we see that it's Peter that really says something to Jesus. And, but the crowd was denying it. That's the first time we've seen that. They're denying, like, oh, I didn't touch you. I didn't touch you. 
Well, why would they be denying it? Because whenever Jesus said this, he must have said it in some kind of way because even the woman was fearful that she had been revealed. Remember, we saw that in Mark. But Jesus said, no, someone did touch me. For I was aware that power has gone out of me. Folks, this is so powerful and such a needed word for us as the body of Christ in so many ways. Here's the bottom line. Generally speaking, the body of Christ is powerless. We do not live, breathe, and have our being in the power of God. What we do have is we have people that love one another. We have people who are saved, and they're wanting to do what God wants them to do, but they want to do it in their way. And they absolutely refuse to do it in the way of the Lord. They don't turn to the word of the Lord. They don't turn to the spirit of the Lord. They don't do it in the way that the scripture tells us that we're to move. Um, even Paul struggled with that a little bit. He told the Corinthians, he says, you know that when I came to you, this is the second chapter of 1 Corinthians, he said, I determined to preach nothing more or less than the gospel and the kingdom of God and the power of God and to do it in the power of God. He had tried to wax eloquent while he was in Athens. And a few people believed, but there wasn't a great outpouring of the spirit and there wasn't a great outpouring of power. Jesus was aware that power had gone out from him. We must cease quenching the power of God. We must cease trying to move in our own power and in our own way to please God and to do the things of God. Rather, we must do things the way that God tells us to do it in his word. Until we do that, we're just going to sit there and spin our wheels spend our lives away, spend our resources as this woman had done right here. Verse 47, when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, <laughs> she came trembling and fell down before Jesus and declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And Jesus said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official and said, Your daughter has died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. So you notice the account of the synagogue official actually uh, it bookends the account of the woman who was uh, uh, bleeding. Now they come and say, Hey, your daughter has died. We talked a little bit about that in the previous episode. And they said, Don't trouble the master anymore. Don't trouble the teacher. So he, she was right at the point of death. They were already mourning her death. This synagogue official is so desperate, he goes to the one that his official religious organization was rejecting and was already starting to plan how they were going to get rid of him. He goes to him and just says in faith, if you come lay your hands on, him, on her, I know she will be healed. Verse 50. But when Jesus heard this, he answered him, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. Folks, we walk in so much fear. We walk in so much unbelief in our belief that how can the power of God move? We must believe. We believe the word of the Lord. We believe the word. We must not fear. The church is consumed with fear. I mean, you see it today. People masking themselves up and just the most fraudulent thing that's happened in the last hundred years to mankind. And they refuse to look at the truth. Rather, they embrace the fear of man rather than the faith, the faith of the Most High God. 
last couple of verses here, verse 51. When he came to the house, when Jesus came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the girl's father and mother. Now they were all weeping and lamenting for her. But he said, stop weeping, for she has not died but is asleep. And they began laughing at him, knowing that she had died. Jesus, however, took her by the hand and called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up immediately, and he gave orders for them to be given, uh, for her to be given something to eat. Her parents were amazed, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. The fact that her spirit returned, see this in verse 55, tells me she'd actually died. <laughs> yeah. You see why we need to look at all the accounts within the scripture. Her spirit had departed from her. Jesus says, child arise. Spirit comes back. The child arises. They, he says, hey, give her something to eat. By the way, looks at the parents and says, don't tell anybody what happened here. <laughs> wow. Why is that? It wasn't time for him to be revealed in that way quite yet. Anyway, folks, walk in faith. Believe. Do not fear. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye.